Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Hey, Steph. Happy Wine Wednesday. Happy Wine Wednesday. How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I've been a good week so far. It's Wine Wednesday. Things are looking good. Yes. I mean, I'm like looking forward at the moment to having a little long weekend because I'm going to Vegas this weekend. But by the time everyone listens to this, I will have just gotten back from Vegas. (laughs) So exciting. I know you've been having like the itch to get back to Vegas. So it's Um, going to be so much fun. This is the longest I've gone not going to Vegas since I turned 21. Like, I mean, I'm used to going once, twice, three times a year, like no doubt. And then we kind of, we went in 2019 and then, or I went a couple times, I think in 2019. And then we had booked a trip for 2020, obviously canceled it, rescheduled it for last summer. Numbers started like going Going really bad again last summer. Um, around the time we were supposed to go. So we're like, you know what? It's not worth it. Let's just cancel it. Cause it was also like, I don't want to wear a mask like all day, every day when it's triple digits. And like, it just didn't sound fun. No, so like whatever. Let's everybody still was like giving credit, like our flights, we weren't going to lose our money. So we just rescheduled it. And then it was like a couple months ago, we were like, Oh, that flight credit expires in June. We should probably think about going. <laughs> so, um, I'm excited. We finally are going and um yeah it'll be fun I cannot wait to hear about it I will share in next week's episode oh yeah yeah what do you got going on I don't have too much going on um Jordan's staying at my house this weekend and oh we're going to a concert Thursday I almost forgot about that what concert it is a country concert you probably don't know him his name is Riley Green have you heard of him? I have not heard of that. Who, where is this at? This is at the House of Blues in Anaheim. Oh, uh, I do remember you saying something about going to a concert at House of Blues. So yes, okay. so it'll be that'll actually be, be my it'll be my first House of Blues concert. So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, he's a bigger Riley Green fan than I am. Like, I don't know that many Riley Green songs. So I've been like, like starting like a week ago, I was like, oh crap, the concert's in a week. I got to learn yeah. like all of his stuff. And so I like started listening to it. A lot of it's like more slow. So it's not going to be like that crazy vibe of a concert. I feel like it's going to be the perfect house of blues concert. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to do like a rooftop um, bar for dinner before, and then we'll do the concert. Are you guys going and to the fifth or parkistry? Parkistry. Oh, okay. I've been to the fifth before. I've never been to Parkistry, so I'm excited to check that I've, out. I've only been to Parkistry for uh, for drinks. I haven't had food there. Okay. But. And then Saturday, actually, he's, I know I talked about this like a month or two ago, I think about how he like was kind of uncomfortable meeting Joey's sister because I'm still like really good friends with them and see them, you know, every four to six weeks or whatever. Yeah. Which if and, you're a new uh, listener, Joey is Steph's ex-husband. Yes. So my ex-sister-in-law, like I will still refer to her as my sister-in-law. It's just a habit. Yeah. Um, but he's actually going to meet them this weekend. So she is having a surprise party for 
her husband. Um, he basically like in a nutshell lost his job when COVID started mm-hmm. and was like, okay, I got to do something. So instead of like sitting around and waiting for his industry to open back up, which he worked in an industry that was always like hot and cold. It was like, you had to work like a hundred hours a week or you were laid off. Like it was yeah. always like that for him. So he actually like went back to school and just, it was a two-year program, just finished um, school and graduated and got his license or whatever you have to get for it. Yeah. So she's throwing a surprise party for him. And so he's coming with me to that. Like I asked him if he would go with me and he was like a little bit uncomfortable, uh, not with them, but with the idea of Joey possibly being there. And I was like, that's what my question was about to be is if, he would be there, but I knew him and his sister, like, weren't that close anymore. Yeah. They just, they, he, they keep things at a distance. It's just better. Yeah. Um, and so no, he's not going to be there. Like I told Jordan, I'm like, you don't have to worry about it. Like he's not going to be there. And then I'm second guessing myself and I'm like, oh shit, did she invite him? Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go, um, ask and make sure, but no, he's not, he's not going to be there. I think it's just a really small group, mostly his family actually, And then, you know, like a couple, um, me and like a couple of his close friends. So it's not going to be like a huge thing, but he'll get to meet them. And I'm excited to like, A, I'm excited for them to meet each other because like, I love, you know, my sister-in-law and her family and they are going to be around forever. So it's going to be nice um, for them to meet. And then also just like a really casual situation. It's not like a sit down dinner where everybody has questions and my nephews will be there. So that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. That reminds me, we had set up for the potential of possibly running into my ex-husband on Sunday. That's right. We had, um, so we were going to the LA fair this last Sunday because we had tickets for the beach boys concert. And, um, that was like a lot of fun, but, uh, the day before. So I think I've shared on the podcast before my mom and dad are still very close with my ex-in-laws. They still see each other almost on a weekly basis. So, um, they had informed my mom like, Oh, we're going to like the, to the beach boys on Sunday. And my mom was like, Oh, Laura and Jeff and her cousins are going too." And so, um, my mom had like given me that heads up on Saturday and I was just like, Oh my God. I was like, cause it's like, not like going to, and when you go to a concert at the fair, it's not like going to a concert at like, no, it's small, a huge arena, like fair concerts are like pretty small. I know where they usually would sit for fair concerts and that's where we were. So I was just like, I was like, Oh my God. So I like had told Jeff, I was like, just a heads up. Apparently, um, Brad and his wife and stuff, like they're going to possibly, or they're going to be at the concert. So the potential of a run in is possible, but, uh, so I remind me, have they met before or no, no, I haven't seen him since, um, I know the last time I saw him from what I can remember and I was still with my ex before Jeff. So that was like at least five years ago, five and a half years ago was the last time I saw him. Oh, wow. So, so that would have, that would have been potentially very awkward. Oh yeah. Like he, I mean, last <laughs> time I saw him, he definitely, he wasn't even engaged yet. He hadn't had a kid yet. Like, like it was like a lot's changed since the last time I saw him. So it was when we were still sharing custody of our dog, Dakota. So I was just like, kind of like on alert, like all night, like, I just didn't want to have that run in. No, I <laughs> don't. It's going to be awkward. Cause it was either going to be like, we either like know we see each other, but we awkwardly pretend we don't, or we have to like awkwardly say hi. And I was just like, I don't want to have to think through that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to do either. It was going to be uncomfortable for, and Jeff like acted like he didn't care and I'm sure it would have been fine, but like, I didn't want to put him in that situation. It just seemed like it would have been a better situation to avoid. And I'm glad it didn't happen. (laughs) Don't blame you at all. (laughs) So, but other than that, well, good luck meeting with Jordan. I'm sure, I don't know why I say good luck. It's going to be totally fine. And it'll be great. So it's going to be totally fine. I think he's the only nervous one. Um, understandably like I would be nervous too and I'm just happy like this is an easy situation like easy casual situation to like get that first meeting over with so like the next time they're like hey want to meet at a brewery then he's like sure sure yeah like they're so cool you know meeting in a party situation versus just like a double date is like so much more ease like 
because it's just a lot less pressure. Exactly. Totally agree. Yeah. So how's like calorie counting and all of that stuff been? It's been going. I I should have. It's actually better than like I'm alluding to. So my weekends are a little crazy. Like I'm still like trying where I can, but like it's hard. Like when Jordan and I met, we were foodies. Like we love to go out to eat. We love to go try new restaurants and stuff. So it's really hard for me to like find this balance of trying to like focus on my calorie counting and everything while still not being, you know, I talked about this last week, like being that boring girlfriend. That's all of a sudden, like, no, I eat chicken like for every meal, you know? So I'm trying to make it work the best I can. I'm still down. I think I should have looked at this before I started, but I think I'm down like shit. I think it's like six pounds in the last six weeks or something, six or seven weeks. So not bad about a pound a week. But my biggest struggle that I've been finding that I'm in recently is that I'm finding that like, and I don't know if you do this too, but I feel like I'm struggling to eat enough normal food. Like, so instead of just eating like normal food throughout the day, like a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner that are all kind of like, you know, in the lose it up, it tells you like estimated breakfast, like 300 and something calories, like lunch, whatever. Um, no, it's like, I never I use that eat. guide. <laughs> See, I don't, but I sh- feel like I should. Because oh yeah. Do, you would feel like it would make but when you're like, okay, I know I'm going out to dinner tonight. I want to make sure I have like 1200 calories for dinner. <laughs> exactly. And so then I'll find myself just like skipping breakfast is not weird for me. Like I am not the biggest breakfast person on work days anyways, on weekends, I'm a big breakfast person. Um, but then I'll find myself like having all these calories at the end of the day, because I've been like scared to eat calories early in the day for the fear of like not having them later. And I'm like, okay. I- well, so that's why I think plant pre-planning in the beginning of the week, as much as you know, and can is the best. Like on Monday morning, I am putting in, like, if I know, okay, I know we're going out Wednesday night. I'm like, okay, then I'm for sure cooking Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And these are the things I'm cooking. And I put in those calories. And then I'm like, okay, well then I'm going to have this for breakfast this week. So I put that in. So that leaves me with what I know I have available for lunch. And then I always like to leave a couple hundred calories of wiggle, wiggle room if I can, so that if I have a sweet tooth or if I want like a different snack or like, so I have room to like flex, but, um, because that's the only way I feel like I can eat throughout the day with like, cause without the, un- with the unknown, it's the same way. Like I do that a lot on the weekends where I'm like pinching my calories early on in the day, not knowing what the rest of the day will bring and what cocktails are in my future and stuff like that. So I think like trying to plan as much as you can, at least of your Monday through Friday, um, early on in the week, like, and I mean, you, I move things around, but I mean, I have 80% of my week tracked by like Monday, early Monday. Yeah, I definitely need to be better about that. And like, I'm, I've meal prepped for the past, like five weeks in a row. Like I bring my lunches to work. Like I do, do okay. But I just feel like I should be eating, like, like I should be focused on like eating like normal portions in normal calorie amounts for each meal instead of like hoarding calories for dinner or whatever. Yeah, no, I, I understand. (laughs) I, I totally get that. And, um, why I think you just might not you might not hoard them as much if you knew exactly what you're gonna because do you you don't like you don't plan out your dinners right you only plan out like your your lunches for the week yeah I basically just do my um breakfast and lunches like I don't really eat breakfast on days that I'm in the office I just do coffee and then lunch and that's a preference thing not because I'm trying not to eat breakfast yeah and then at, at home on work days it's usually something simple like that Trader Joe's oatmeal or just a yogurt bowl or something but yeah no my toxic trait is hoarding calories for dinner <laughs> it's 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 the worst thing I can say about myself so far with this calorie counting thing I'm like (laughs) and sometimes it's worth it to do that not not advocating for not eating but sometimes like saving calories for something that you know you want to enjoy later is same thing with points you know when we used to do ww worth it but 
stressing about it so much that like you don't eat certain like normal foods. Like when I say normal foods, I mean like eat some scrambled eggs and a piece of bacon or something or like eating yogurt, you know, just like normal food. I'm not talking like French toast for breakfast and a grilled cheese for lunch and tacos for dinner. It's like, I, I just need to like work on that balance a little bit better of knowing like, okay, there's, I can spread it throughout a day. I don't have to just save everything for dinner. (laughs) Yeah. So what about you? How's it going for you? I mean, Anybody who follows me on Instagram, I have been very vocal with my struggle the last couple of days. Um, I basically, I had initially shared on Instagram yesterday and then I talked about it a lot in my stories today, but um, I was finding myself like having this huge battle with the scale basically ever since I got back from vacation, which that's already been two weeks. So um, it's, I've had, cause I had like after vacation, I'd like gained a few pounds And then I like quickly like dropped those off. But um, since then I've been like in a constant two pound, like up, down, up, down. Like I have not lost weight. I have not like, I've just been in this like two pounds up and down. And I was getting so obsessed with like weighing myself like almost daily, which I've never been like that because I know how much me personally, the scale like messes with your mind. Because like you could have like an amazing day and like gain weight and then you can have like a horrible day and then you're like, oh my God, I'm down a pound and a half. Like that was (laughs) like our bodies are just freaking weird and sometimes it takes time for them to react and they're not consistent and just based on how something you ate could affect it for like a couple of days and it's just, and, but I was like becoming obsessed with weighing myself and it was like really, really mentally screwing with me. And so like yesterday I was like, so I'm not, I'm going back. I need to get back to, cause I used to be in, when I used to go to WW meetings back in the day, I was so good about weighing in once a week at my meetings. And that was it. I never touched the scale at home. And I was like, I really need to, and it never like was even a temptation. Cause it was almost like a game. Like I want to see like that bigger number, like, yeah, let's see, which was kind of like, it was, you wanted to see like just how the week was as a whole. So I basically was like, okay, this is like not good for me. So yesterday I was like, I'm not, I'm going back to my Friday weigh-in and I'm not going to weigh myself like anymore, like other than that. And then this morning, what did I do? I like woke up and I like got on the scale and then I was instantly pissed off at what I saw. Like, cause I was like up another half a pound or something. And I'm like, what the heck is happening? Like I am trapped. Like I went to the fair. I made really good decisions. I mean, like I didn't make amazing decisions at the fair. I still had like three margaritas and I, but (laughs) we got like no, like I got no sweets. We did not do crazy on the fair food. We shared something like I was like, and I tracked it all. And I was within all of my points. Like I wanted to be, or not my points, my calories. So it's like all these, it's like, I'm actually working at trying to make better decisions yet. I won't track for six months and I gain like 10 pounds. Like why am I gaining weight when I'm actually trying? Like it just, it's so frustrating. So then I finally told Jeff, I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not weighing anymore. Like I was like, cause it's like making me crazy. So I was like, I'm right now I'm going to say I can have the control. So I'm literally not going to weigh again until Friday. I was like, but if I find myself like obsessing about it and wanting to weigh myself, you're going to have to take the scale and hide it and only allow me to have it on Fridays. And, he was, and then he, he was like, and of course he's just like, I don't get it. Like, what's your problem? Like, just don't weigh in. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that easy clearly. And it's making me crazy. So he was like, well, do you want me to hide it now? I was like, no, I want to like test myself. Like I need to have the like self-control to do this myself. So I was like, I'm not weighing in until Friday. So. Well, cause right. I think. I think like we put more of a value on like the number of pounds lost than men typically do too. Men are like, wow, I look better and I feel better and my pants aren't as tight, you know, like that's like kind of their like frame of reference where like it is for us too, but we're so like conditioned to care about that number on the, on the scale that it does become kind of an obsession to worry about it. And when you are working hard and you're like, wow, a month ago, what I would have eaten this week versus what I ate this past week. Absolutely. And what I did, it's like, you feel like you just 
deserve to see a better number on the scale. When and, and it's like, ultimately it's like, we're being healthier period. Like I get it. I'm guilty of it too. It drives me crazy. Like I was just texting you a couple weeks ago, like so frustrated that I felt like I was losing like way slower than I ever did on WWO. But it's like, okay, I'm not staying at home and bringing my own lunch and turkey slices places, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I make, I'm making like normal lifestyle decisions, not like obsessive diety decisions. Well, and it was like, so I was of course getting like dozens of DMS today about it. And like people trying to make me feel better and explaining things. And like the number one thing people were saying is like, but do you feel better? And like, do your clothes feel better? And like, you're maybe losing inches and things like that. And I'm like, that's great and all like, and that's a hundred percent true. And I do know at some point that is a thing and it could still be a thing at this moment, but when you have over a hundred pounds that you want to lose, like you have to still see the numbers start moving on the scale. Like it's not like I I have 15 pounds to lose and I'm just trying to like get like looking back because you do it is there is times where I have been working out and not losing weight but I definitely feel a difference in my clothes but when you have this much weight to lose um you need to see the scale move too because I'm not just gonna like lose inches and inches and inches and like never see the scale move so it's um it's a battle with the scale I'm just like hopefully this is just um there's just been enough like not so great days where it's just been like keeping me at like this little maintenance mode where I'm nowhere near wanting to be in a maintenance mode and hopefully we'll I'll get it back into gear and after Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> Cuz that's what's frustrating. I'm like I'm going to like keep busting my ass to like finally see that nudge and then I'm going to probably go blow it in Vegas this weekend. Yeah, but what you do is come back and don't weigh yourself right when you get back have your cup, couple good days when you get back from Vegas get back into the groove of things and then weigh yourself and that's the realistic number of where you're at not the day you get back that's true yeah no you're right because I'll get I, we get back from Vegas on Tuesday so that still gives me and like Tuesday we're leaving like at 11 30 so Tuesday can still be a good day and then Wednesday Thursday like I should be able to have lost that water weight gain of vacation that you get and be back to hopefully a normal amount by that Friday. So exactly. And we'll see. I just, I never want this to feel very diety and I never want to get those like unhealthy, like mental habits. So as soon as I like saw that, yes, like kind of happening for me, I was like, I need to like nip this in the bud now because it's just going to like get worse and I'm going to go crazy. So exactly. And that's good that you recognized it. It's like, I feel like the NSV thing, the non-scale victory, I was like obsessed with sharing those in the beginning of my journey. And then I was like, okay, this is such like a trendy thing that everybody does all the time, but it's true. Like, no, those- I like, I like the non-scale victories. Cause sometimes that's what you need. Like sometimes yes. that is what you need to keep going. And I had one of those today, actually. So I just placed um, an order from a few places like Old Navy, Amazon, whatever, to get some new like summery clothes. And I guess normal clothes too. I ordered a pair of jeans as well. And normally like when I get like a big shipment like that, like I will try everything on and there's definitely stuff I have to send back. There were one, two, three, four, five things that I got in the mail today and all five things fit and all five things like I liked the way they looked on me, you know, like that in itself. And I'm not saying that I went down a size or anything like that, like nothing dramatic. I'm just saying that everything in, I felt good and everything in my order worked and that doesn't always happen. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, that's like an example of a non-scale victory where like you feel good. Like, no, you didn't go down a size. No, nothing dramatic, but like your whole entire order that you ordered fits you, looks good on you. You feel good in it non-scale victory. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. I have two bathing suits that arrived right before we recorded. So I'll be trying those on tonight and hopefully I have the same experience. (laughs) I hope so. Um, okay. So I need you to put your thinking cap back on. Okay. Or not back on, but just put it on. (laughs) If you took it off today, do you remember? Well, I know you'll remember, but so for all the listeners about sometime last summer, I had shared about 
being contacted by a WW recruiter and they wanted me to um, interview for a D360 coach position. I had to do a whole video. I did like an interview process. I didn't get the job. And so I had waited to share about all of it until I like had found out like if I was getting the job or not. Um, I shared about not getting the job and it was all meant to be because then only a couple months later, I got the Taco Bell job and it definitely was meant to be because had I gotten the job, I would have been laid off this last week. Insane. I feel like nobody's talking about this. So I had no idea. Um, Our friend Kylie had sent me a video last night because she had apparently gone through the same process I did and what hopefully I was able to share that Kylie sorry um <laughs> and um so we kind of had like talked about it after I had shared my story so she was like oh my god did you even know this happened and I had no idea so it was a video that she saw on TikTok from somebody um named Christy Larson she's kind of like an anti-diet culture um fitness coach person um on TikTok and had shared a video. I am going to attempt to play it and hopefully this works. And let's listen to the video. I'll stop it about two thirds of the way through because she starts talking about Noom and then we'll kind of chat about some of the stuff she talked about. So let's play it. If you are anti-diet, buckle up, grab a mimosa, we got tea. WW formerly known as Weight Watchers, you know, the same company that brought us Curbo, Weight Watchers for Kids, has laid off their entire digital 360 team. WW's new CEO, Seema Sistani, has said that she wants to return to the olden days of Weight Watchers. So Weight Watchers is back. Now, if you've been paying attention, you know that Weight Watchers changed their name to WW and started Digital 360 as a way to move into the anti-diet space while still being very firmly a weight loss company. So their coaches were talking about things related to wellness, lifestyle modifications, behavioral changes, you know, the same sort of things that we're seeing from Noom. But they also were considered the new guard of WW. Apparently, this ruffled some feathers within the Weight Watchers community, especially amongst the regional coaches who were used to holding their in-person meetings. So now SEMA has announced that they're going back to their meeting basis. They are now going to have in-person and virtual weight loss meetings again, and they will be using WW and Weight Watchers interchangeably. SEMA announced this on Instagram by saying that they were returning to science-backed sustainable weight loss and that they are doubling down on what makes their members feel connected and supported. She ended the post by saying, respect your elders. There's more. Almost simultaneously, Noom, another company known for co-opting and Okay, I'll just stop it right there. So that was basically how we found out about this whole thing. And um, yeah, so all of these people got laid off. They didn't get them into some other type of position or ease them into it. I think they found out about it just last week. And D360 is going to be ending as of the 20th. So probably two weeks at most that they're being informed of this ending and like how much are you able to give to your people because you were a coach basically like people I think signed up for like specific coaches based on their interests and stuff from what I remember and like you just don't have this person anymore and you're not you're this person obviously this coach like it's going to be hard to like put your heart and soul into it I don't even know if they're still putting out content or how that works But um, it kind of made me think about how these dramatic changes that WW does, like, um, pretty much on an annual basis, almost, they do something, um, how it can really affect people, like, mentally and physically with, like, these sudden changes. Like, when you get into a group, like, if you were really, imagine that you do the D360 program right now. And you are like on fire with the program and you rely heavily on it. Like it is just a big part of your journey and um, it gives you the motivation you need. And you have developed a great relationship with your coach and things like that. And then now that you're just finding out out of nowhere from your coach that like that's getting taken away from you. I couldn't even imagine. I think um, like I know the old roots of WW change is normal. Like they do change the program often. 
sometimes they make the changes seem bigger than they really are. Like we know that from, you know, yeah. free freestyle to when they went to the color plans and that blue was still freestyle and green was the old way and purples then, you know, like, so sometimes they make the changes appear way bigger than they really are. But I think this one is a bigger change. I think they were trying to get with the times with this one, like with COVID and we're constantly shut down and open and shut down and open and people aren't comfortable you know, coming into a studio and also people are working remote now. So maybe they also want, you know, these more remote options. And then, you know, these coaches, like you said, were doing more wellness, mindfulness type, um, trainings in their coachings as well. Um, that I think, you know, their whole reason of going back to the old WW and they use science every time they make a change, like every time they make a change, it's always some spiel about science-based blah, blah, blah. It's like, let me, let me hold you there then, because then somebody had left a comment saying like, in my 20 plus years of dieting, I've tried Weight Watchers a few times. Every time they were completely changing their entire program. And that girl actually kind of talked about that for a second. So let me play that real quick. And then we'll kind of keep going with that. This, this is exactly it. If diets worked, you wouldn't need to be a repeat customer. If Weight Watchers had figured out these scientifically backed methods for someone to lose weight and keep it off, they would not need to come back to Weight Watchers. It's bad for business. The diet industry relies on diets not working. There's a 95% failure rate for diets, and most people who lose weight on a diet end up regaining even more weight. So saying that their diets are scientifically backed is a marketing strategy. And it's a dangerous one because not only is it a lie, but weight cycling and that act of losing and regaining weight repeatedly has been shown to cause chronic stress on the body. And it's thought that a lot of the associations that we see between health risks and larger bodies are actually correlated with weight cycling, not with body size. This is okay. Sorry. That's totally accurate. This, I mean, for anyone that can't read through the fact that WW does things for money, just like any other business. Um, I'm, I don't follow one person that I can think of. I follow one D360 coach, but I do not that I know of follow one single person that is on D360. Do you? Uh, Not openly that I know of. And maybe there's people that do WW that I know. And I didn't know they were part of the D360 program, but, um, to my knowledge, and that's the thing, I think, it was probably this new CEO. She just came in recent, like within the last month or two, I think is when they got their new CEO. She's probably looking at everything and being like, this program isn't as successful as we had hoped. It probably was an idea that stemmed from the pandemic and not being able to go into meetings. So they were going this digital approach. They're realizing people aren't enjoying it as much or now that things are going quote unquote back to normal, people were fading away from that, wanting to go back to meetings or just quitting altogether. And so I think she probably saw like, this is not a good use of our money and time. We should go. And then I think, and that's why I think it's interesting that they're going back to calling it Weight Watchers again. They're not like, cause that was like, so like ingrained to not use Weight Watchers anymore. It was www, even though everybody, yep. I mean, I still messed up and would say Weight Watchers constantly. But, um, so I think it's a lot of changes. She's just coming in and doing as a, as a new CEO and seeing what's working and what's not, and just wanting to give it the boot. Well, and I think like, I'm not, I, I hadn't even heard that there was a CEO change with, um, WW or Weight Watchers until you had sent me the video about this, um, which is maybe when it was announced. I'm not sure. No, but- I had gotten an email from the, cause I was still getting WW emails at the time. And the old CEO had said, like, sent like a goodbye letter. Okay. So I normally, knew it was happening. Normally when there's a change of a CEO, it's because business is not good. <laughs> so when business is not good, they bring a new CEO in to shake things up and do things differently and make big changes So that alone, the fact that Mindy's gone and we have a brand new CEO is probably grounds to say that WW is struggling as a company. I'm pretty sure they're public. We could probably verify this information, but I honestly think that unfortunately for years, WW was more of like an obsession on like a cult on social media. You know, like people follow like Peloton groups on social media. It was literally like that, but with Weight Watchers. 
Um, and part of the allure, we've talked about this too, was everyone wanted to be an ambassador and they had this ambassador program. You got free snacks and stuff, you know? (laughs) And so when they got rid of that, nobody cared about WW anymore. I can't be an ambassador and get free shit anymore. Like nobody cared about it. I think nobody cared enough to make it their entire Instagram presence. Exactly. Like that's why I think people have, it has transitioned more into like just your lifestyle and losing weight as a whole, but making it like WWWWW, like nonstop. Like, I think there isn't that motivation that some people had. And I think some people thought they, you made money on it. Didn't realize that you only got the free WW branded shit and like, do didn't you, realize that it wasn't actually a job that you benefited from. And that's what I was going to say is, do you even understand the millions of dollars they saved in advertising by having a ambassadors that weren't paid, but also just people that posted about them wanting to be ambassadors and sharing their WW journey obsessively anyways, millions, the, um, yeah. the reach that each of those people had is insane. And so now I think what kind of bugs me about it, I don't follow WW, I don't think. And I don't really know what's really going on with the company very much aside from um, sometimes I'll see like an ad on TikTok or on Instagram pop up. And it's like an influencer that pretends they're on WW, but is like a twig sharing, you know, total influencer style. So they are now getting paid. So now they're using cute twig, twig looking influencers that have not a single pound to lose. And they're trying to draw people into their company and to their program by using these like already perfect looking people to be like, look, you can be like this too. It's like, that drives me crazy. Yeah. I think this, um, potentially could be like the start of a lot of changes we could be seeing in the future coming with WW. I don't know. Um, but if there are stuff, we'll be here to talk about it. I'm sure (laughs) we will be here to talk about it all, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I don't know. I, well, I guess the one, why do you think, okay. So it's clear that they're going, cause a few years ago, it was clear they were like, we don't want to be seen as a weight loss diet company. We want to be seen as a wellness company that doesn't just focus on weight loss. Like if you need to lose weight, great. But we want to really instill like just healthy habits and ha- and mental health and good sleep and all that kind of like just having a good attitude. And like, why do you think they're going back to their weight loss roots Um, Do you think that they haven't had the success that they had prior and like they're realizing that weight, a weight loss like company is what like they were good at and what they made money off of? Like, why do you think that they're going back to their weight loss roots? I think first and foremost, it's money. I don't, I think their shift to what they thought was going to be popular wasn't as popular as they thought and money wise, the business is hurting and If they would have listened to people, you know, when they made these changes, they would have heard that the consensus was, we don't want this. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want this change. I never used the other features, like the, the, like anything that basically I was in the WW app for the weight loss aspect of it and, um, the motivation I got from it, but I wasn't there for, um, better um, sleep and mental health. Like I got other places to go for that kind of stuff. So I think I got why they were trying to do it, but, um, they weren't good at it in my they weren't opinion. Good at it. And I think that a company that's unable to listen to their listen and value their current customers feedback. And instead they're focused on you know, growing at the expense of like going against what the people that currently pay them want, I think is a bad business choice. I think that's what they've always done. I think it's okay to shake things up a little bit, but I think they do it. And they got a little too aggressive with the shaking it up towards the end. Um, I say the end, like they're shutting down, but you know, like the, the past months or whatever. But I also think, um, Like you can tell that as a company, they follow certain 
I mean, they follow a lot of people, but I think they pay attention to a lot of people. So one of them, for example, is Cassidy Eves. She was one of the D360 people. They followed her for a long time. She's kind of does, I think she has a blog. She's a podcast. She's kind of like a lifestyle blogger. She does WW, but she also is just, she does WW, but in a way you're not used to. Like, you know how, like when you follow people that do WW, you still see like, a lot of process. She does a lot of like whole foods. She does a lot of like, it's almost, almost not WW, but it is, you know, and it just looks kind of glamorous the way she shows it. Um, I think they followed people like her and were like, this could be great for business for us, you know, (laughs) to make us look a little more influency for us to look a little more like a, I can't even think of the right word, you know, but um, yeah, I think it backfired and it's crazy because when you sent me that video, I went and I, I went to the WW now Instagram page, I think is what it's called. Uh-huh. And they had like, when I was scrolling through the feed, they had like some pictures of the D 360 um, coaches just from a quick scrolling. So I clicked on some of them. I, Cause I think I only follow one and, um, nobody's ta- nobody was talking about it as of yesterday. The only, I only saw one girl post something. And it was because she received a DM on Instagram from somebody that she coached. And so she reposted that just kind of sharing, like being sad about it or whatever. Um, but nobody else posted anything. Two of the people I clicked on, including Cassidy have already shifted to, Oh, now I'm doing my own coaching. You know, I pay, pay me money and I'll coach you on my own, which is good for them. WW had to have seen that. Like anybody who's following their D360 coach and enjoying their coaching is going to want to stick with their help. And they're actually, so I saw, I think this had to have happened like Friday or Saturday. Cause as I started like trying to scroll around last night, um, and tried to locate some of the coaches and Kylie had sent me some coaches. There were some that did like some, like, um, lives and IGTV type stuff, um, on like Friday and Saturday. So I, or I don't know when they found out, but that's when it seemed like people started like sharing about it was, was like four or five days ago. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I really hadn't paid attention. The only other person I know that was a coach was actually, um, WW's head of diversity and inclusion. Actually, she was Mm -hmm. actually a D360 coach. Um, and I didn't go check her page, so I'm not sure if she wrote anything, but as, as long as she's still working for the brand, it's I like she probably she still did. has a job, so she's fine. Exactly. But yeah, it's it's crazy. I um don't miss WW. <laughs> I mean, as much. of right now, I'm sure there will be a point in my life where I'll go back to it. And um I don't know if and when that will happen, but as of right now, I do not miss it either, and I don't have a desire to go back. Well, the good news is that it'll always be there. So <laughs> it's I, not going I, anywhere. I mean, it's been there our entire lives and I don't see it going away. So me either. But yeah, so that's the dub dub scoop. That's the scoop. You heard it here first. Probably not, but we're Probably just going to go with it. Because <laughs> unfortunately, this episode isn't going out for a week. <laughs> um, no. So another topic. Yeah kind of a random topic, but I was thinking about it this week is money goals. I feel like we talked about this a while ago. Yeah. And I feel like we kept saying we wanted to like go back to it and we eventually wanted to have like a money person on. And I just don't think we have found that like perfect person that we've wanted to have on the podcast. We Um, haven't found the perfect person, but also like, it's just scary times in the stock market right now. Like it's really hard to convince people right now that like investing is what is best when there's the so many other crazy. there's other things we could be doing with our money that doesn't necessarily involve stock market that's true market but yeah I don't have any involvement with the stock market since the beginning of the year I kept saying I was going to and maybe now is the good time where I should be buying some stuff because everything's been kind of just like pretty low <laughs> so Tanked might not be a bad time to like buy in on some stuff. I don't really know if that's how it should work or not, but <laughs> I mean, I know Jeff keeps telling me cause he has a lot of stuff in stocks and stuff. And he's been saying it's been pretty bad. It's been brutal. Like I put a good amount of money in, um, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, and it's down a good amount. <laughs> um, like a lot. 
And, but if you look at it historically, like I've talked about how the most money I have in the stock market is in the S&P 500 and historically the S&P 500 has always gone up. So if, yeah. if you look at it, like across its whole history, of course it goes down to it. Just, to, it doesn't just continue to go up forever, but over time it continues to go up. So I'm not super worried about that money. Do I wish I had like the cash just for like security and knowing I have like the cash there? Yes, but I also only put half of my savings into the stock market. So I do still have a little bit. But another one of my goal was just to save more in general, like add to my savings, like create, you know, travel savings accounts and like an account for a down payment for my new car or when I get it and things like that. And it's just like I end up like at the end of my paycheck because like my bills aren't what kills me, you know, it's like yeah. I can get by, but it's just I'm constantly, and I'm not like a shopper when I spend money. Like I'm like a go out and do things, spend money person. And it's like too, it's gotten to the point that it's too much. Like I have to reel it in. I have to like say no to some weekday stuff and just stay home and not spend money every single day of the week because I'm not saving a dime. Like I'm lucky I'm still not in debt. Like I'm lucky that's such, that's so important to me to like not get in debt but I'm literally not saving a dime I mean I definitely that was prior to my job with Taco Bell um that was kind of where I was at where I was um I was saving bear because I have like so I'm big on I have like a ton of small saving accounts so that big things don't hurt like Chris like I put like fifty dollars into a Christmas account every month so that just by the time Christmas rolls around, I have five, six hundred dollars, whatever it is, like just a cushion, like, and I might need to spend more or less than that, but I have that. So Christmas doesn't that credit card bill in December already hits hard. And then I just am able to like pull that out and then start it over again in January and I just kind of build it up. I do that for Christmas. I do that for, um, I have a rental that I have a house I own that I rent out. I put a little bit of money into that every month from the rent that I get from my renter. I put a little into there for if something happens like that I need to pay for and things like that. And for when taxes are due, because I get hit hard because the government's like, oh, you bring in rental income, please give us some of that or a lot of that (laughs) sucks come tax season. Um, So things like that, I've been doing my big thing that um, I think when I'm finally getting ready to buy my car, hopefully soon, but it's, I'll get into that in a second. But when I paid off my car, I continued to make my car payment to myself. So I never got used to not having a car payment, like where it's like, woohoo, an extra few hundred bucks. Like I continually make that car payment, but just to myself. So when it's time for me to get a new car, I have my trade in. And I have um, a huge down payment along with that so that I can get a car that I want and not and have a comfortable monthly payment and not be like, because it's like insane. Like if you want like a decent car and you don't have a down payment or anything, they're like, oh, it's like $800 a month, $900 a month. And I'm like, I don't have that kind of money to be paying that kind of car payment. (laughs) No, but I give you props for that because saving a few hundred dollars a month towards a car payment when you could say, oh, my car's paid off. That's a few extra hundred I have. That's hard. That's, that takes discipline. So it's going to pay off when you do go get your new car and you put all that down and it's going to be like, well, that was worth it. So that was a good idea, but man, that has to be hard on a monthly basis to do. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about getting a car for a second? Yes. I don't know what to do. Cause I I'm, I'm like, like if this was normal times, five years ago, three, even two years ago, I would have been like, already had a car. Like I would have had one in my possession. I would have already bought it. But first it started with like months and months of me, like because waiting because they were like upcharging the hell out of cars, like 10 grand over MSRP up to. And I was just like, that is insane. I am not overpaying for a freaking vehicle. And then they've gotten a little better, like where I feel like you could almost get cars for like the price of MSRP, which is still annoying because back in the day, you'd, you'd never pay MSRP for a car. Like that was like unheard of. And 
now I can't even freaking get a car to test drive. Like they want me to just buy a car, like not even sit in. I called four different Kia dealerships this last weekend. I was like, I don't have to test drive the car. I just need to see it in person and I want to sit in it so I can make sure it's because well, I'm going to buy a car and like, it's uncomfortable. I, I don't like, understand. They're not going to let you test drive a car. They don't have any. Oh, that's so, crazy. So two dealers, two of the dealerships, they were like, oh, we won't have any till at least June. Another dealership, he was like, well, I have one on the lot that just got here yesterday that was already sold and they haven't picked it up yet. So you can come and see it, but I can't let you inside the car. And I'm like, why do all the dealerships not at least have one of every car? Like, yes, like so showroom. People like, can do they see not, it. Do they not keep cars in the showroom anymore? No. So I'm like, are are this many people just buying cars without seeing them and sitting in them? Apparently. See, so you're I'm lucky. Like, you're lucky. You are in a position where it's yes, it's frustrating, but you're not desperate to the point where like your car's not working. You totaled your car or something, and you have to go blindly buy a car. Oh, a hundred percent. But even then, it was like you would have to buy one and be like, okay, but my car's not. It's like you're buying one that doesn't exist yet. Like you're still having to like wait for one to arrive. I don't know how long the waits actually are, but so then I was like, forget it. I'm just going to order a Tesla, and then I like went and designed a Tesla in the app or in the on the website. And it was like, your Tesla would arrive by February, 2023. And I'm just like, oh my God, February of next year. <laughs> so I'm just like, this car like thing is like a mess. And Jeff keeps asking me like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I really want to see this freaking Kia electric car before I make a decision. Like, I'm like determined to see that car. And, um, and then I'm going to probably end up in a big SUV that doesn't save me any <laughs> gas money. <laughs> But you want to at least say you saw it. I did. Cause I'm like, I really, I really think I, if it's not this car, it's my next car. That's for sure going to be electric. And I'm just like, is it the time we have a big truck? Does it make sense for us to have two big gas guzzlers? Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, I, fe- like- I feel like this is going to be like our year long saga, like going along with Laura as she keeps changing her mind month after month. But which car, like, what is, you're going to have to do, like, the biggest Instagram reveal ever when you, (laughs) like, all dramatic, like, Jeff can have, like, a fog machine and, like, strobe lights going in the garage and you can, like, slowly open the garage door and then, like, have the alarm start going off where, like, the light, (laughs) I'm going to plan this out. I just, buying a car always sucks as it is and I'm just, like. that's the thing I want to make because my car is not in the best shape like it doesn't run the greatest like I know and like knock on wood I hate putting in this in the universe but like I know I have issues that are on the horizon and I don't want those issues to come before I make a decision like I want to be in control I don't want the car to make me have to make a decision I don't want to make and I want to be able to still turn in a car and get a little more money for it than if it's like, oh, you need a new transmission. And now they're like, well, we're only going to give you two grand for your car now. So that's, I'm just like, but I'm going to just I'm keep on saving. And when it's time, I, well, and that's the other thing is the freaking APR stuff. Like, remember back, like they always do like the zero APR for five years, whatever. And I'm like, nobody even does those deals anymore, like hardly, or the only ones that do do 0% APR, it's like, for like three years or something. It's not for like, and I'm not going to make a monthly payment over a three-year loan because those would just be like way too high. But Exactly. I don't know. I guess this seems pretty first world problems, but. It is, but it's also like anything that financially affects you like is a personal problem. So yes, it's first world. Yes, we're yeah. blessed that and these are our are problems. Of, but Cars are a lot of money. So I don't want to make a stupid decision And I want something that I want when you're spending that much money, like you want something you want. So exactly. um, And I made a mistake of my last car having all the bells and whistles. And that was stupid of me because now you can't, there's like so many things like I can't not have like air conditioned seats and (laughs) stuff like that. I'm like, and then that doesn't even ever come like until like the second or third, like, model and stuff. I don't know. It sucks. Ugh. 
whatever. Bougie. It's not bougie. It's (laughs) the leather seats are hot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy with some seat warmers when it's cold. Otherwise I'm like, I do hate, I love the leather seats. I love how they look, but I hate getting into my car, like with shorts on when it's hot. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. The worst. It's the worst. So yeah, it's, um, I definitely could be cutting my spending for sure, but going back to the too much fun spending and trying to cut back. Um, I mean, yeah, like when we go out for dinner, especially when you and I want to go to like a nice place and we get, we get a bottle of wine or whatever. And it's just like, next thing you know, we've like each spent $80 on dinner. Exactly. And I still feel a little bit of like the whole, like, I know it's been two years since Joey and I split and I've, I, I still feel a little bit of that, like newfound, like freedom almost like every day is like what I want to do. And I have this friend and that friend and this to do and that to do and new boyfriend where it's like, when I was with Joey, we just had such like a boring, normal, like married couple life. Yeah. (laughs) Like we were home on weekdays. We weren't like out with our friends on weekdays. Like we had a normal life where like, I still feel a little bit of that. Like I'm not single, like I'm in a relationship, but like, I feel like that freedom to just go out and do things all the time. And I want to fit as many people in as a week. And I'm like, all of that costs money. And that's the thing too, is you spend your weekends with Jordan. So then you typically make plans with friends during the week. Exactly. So it's just, it's hard. I, I mean, when I was married, we were like so good with our budget and we like at the beginning of each month we made our budget for the month and we were like on it and I was like and Jeff says like at least once a month we need to get on a budget we need to be better at this blah 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 and then we say that but we never do anything about it so <laughs> it's hard it is. for sure budgeting sucks I just it want to spend suck. money me too. And I'm like, I'm the kind that like, I don't have anything to show for it. Like I don't have stuff. I don't have cool stuff. I have, but you have a full belly and and a full heart. (laughs) Exactly. Which to me, to me is worth it until I like look in my closet and I'm like, I have nothing to wear every time I have you, have you ever looked on your, it's usually like in the credit card app or on your bills. I know my checking or like my bank sends me like an end of year statement and it like shows you the percentages that you spend <laughs> on like food <laughs> and stuff. I have never noticed that, but if I did, it would literally be like 93% food. You most don't want to know. Like, yeah, because it's not even like groceries. <laughs> like that's a whole other like category, but like restaurants and like fast food and like all that. And you're just like, I have nothing to show for this. That's cool. <laughs> I guess I have it all to show on the scale, but yeah, it's like I spent all my money on restaurants, Amazon, and Target. Yeah, story of my life. But <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, well, the scale sucks and saving money sucks. That's all. Everything sucks. Everything sucks. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Is it time? I think it's time. Let's hit it. Flavor of the week. All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week, I am so domesticated. So I <laughs> so I saw my aunt and my cousins last week and we got in like this random conversation and somehow like Clorox wipes came up and my cousin was telling me that there's like these, I don't know if they're new or they're just new to both of us, but these new scented Clorox wipes. So they're called Clorox Sentiva Disinfecting Wipes in the Scent Coconut. And she's like, you don't even understand. She's like, you know, that smell, like when you use Clorox wipes and it's just like clean, like cleaner. I kind of smell. love that smell though, but I think I would love coconut. I did not even know this existed. Yes. And so she's like, oh my God, your kitchen smells so good when you're done. It's like, here's the thing. If you already know you don't like scents, like don't even try to use this. Cause you know, you're not going to like it. It is like pretty strong coconut scent, but it makes your kitchen smell amazing. I'm freaking obsessed. I love it. It's like, you can go to Target and it's like get 75 of them in like the normal th- size thing for like five bucks. It's nothing. And I just, I feel like I can't clean my bathroom with it. I think that's a little different. Like bathroom, I do want like a clean scent, not like a 
Well, so I'm big on wipes being like, I use it for just like a quick small job, like just when I'm wiping stuff down, but I'm like, I'll like clean stuff and then I'll like wipe down. Like, so I'll like after dinner, like, let's say you do the dishes and you put everything away. You like kind of wipe down the counters with like a rag, whatever. And then like, but I don't, I mean, I don't, maybe you do, but like every time you cook, you're not like bringing out the cleaner and like spraying down the counters and stuff. Right. No, that's what I would use a wipe for. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying is like after dishes, like you wipe down everything, like meaning like the food and stuff, like you've cleaned off the counters, but then like use one of those to really get like a good, like antibacterial infecting wipe down of it. Like exactly outside of your normal, like hard, like cleaning. Ooh, I want these so bad. They smell so good. You have to go get them. Do they have like other scents too? I mean, I want coconut because that's like my obsession, but. I feel like since it it's called Clorox Sentiva, so I feel like they kind of made a line. So I'm sure they do, but I was just stuck on coconut when I heard her say coconut. So I was like, I'm getting coconut and I'm using them. And so I bought two of them. And Ooh, they have them. grape, they have grapefruit. Oh, they have lavender. Sorry. I'm going to the website y'all, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, there's Pacific breeze and coconut, which I'm assuming is the one you got. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, okay. Are you guys not going to give me the list? Oh, I guess it's just two that. So Pacific breeze and coconut and Tahitian grapefruit splash. Both of those sound amazing. I was like, I'm going to buy both of them. Yes. See what we like better. So they advertise that it kills 99.9% of bacteria and viruses, including the COVID-19 virus in 30 seconds. I love that that's part of their marketing now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, remember when you couldn't get wipes for like six months at least? Oh my God. I remember I was buying some like off brand called like Miami Vice or something. And it (laughs) smelled like pure, like rubbing alcohol. We still have like some random, like known it. It might just say wipes on it. I'm not sure. Like, I remember I was like looking on Pinterest at like how to make your own wipes and We can't even find anything cleaner. Anyways, we don't need to get into that. But oh, I'm totally looking for these at Target. I'm so excited. I love a good Clorox wipe. You will love them. What is your flavor of the week? So my flavor of the week, which I can't believe I haven't shared this because I've had it for probably close to a year now. And I used it on Friday or on Sunday when we went to the fair. And I was like, oh my gosh, this needs to be my flavor of the week. But it is called the iWalk Small Portable Charger. And, um, I bought it during prime day on Amazon. So I did get it a little bit cheaper. It typically goes for $30 on Amazon. Um, but it is a iPhone charger and maybe they have it for other phones too. I just have the one for the iPhone. Um, so it is a charger you have to charge like more frequently, but it, cause it only charges your iPhone, like one full charge but it's like the size of a lipstick. It doesn't have a cord. It literally like, think of like, just like a lipstick tube that has a plug in the middle of it that just pops into the bottom of your phone. So it's just, so you can still like have your phone like in your hand or like anywhere and there's no wires and your phone can be charging while you're using it. And it's, it's, I use this cause I have like a bigger charger that I keep in my purse, but this is like perfect for when you just have like a clutch or like just a pocket, like, and you don't like, you want to bring a, like, I wanted to bring into the concert a charger, but I wasn't going to have like my purse and everything. So I wanted to be able to just easily have something to keep my phone charged on me. And it's honestly an awesome little charger. Sounds perfect. Sounds like the perfect little thing to throw in your purse for like Disneyland or exactly something when you're going to be like out all day long and you know, you're going to need to charge. Yep. And you don't want to carry around like a bulkier charger exactly. with a wire and everything out, like with the charging cord. And, um, it's just super, like, it's super light. It's only like three inches. It's like tiny and light. And, um, it was a good Amazon purchase. It was like something that popped up in my Amazon ads one time. I had it saved forever. And then I had gotten an alert, like, you know, Amazon will be like, Hey, something in your, on your wish list is on sale. And so I was like, Ooh, I'll buy it. And then, um, I'm so glad I did. It'd be a good little stocking stuffer idea. Um, not that we're already thinking about Christmas, but <laughs> that will come in handy in Vegas. I'm sure. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. This kind of thing is like perfect for that. So that's my flavor of the week. 
That's it, you guys. So thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Wine Over Matter podcast. If you don't already, you should join us in our private Facebook group. Just search Club Wine Over Matter and request to join. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or have an iTunes account, please don't forget to take a moment to leave us a five-star rate and review. You guys, we haven't gotten any reviews lately. Like in like in like two months, I think. And we know we've gotten new listeners. So if you listen on Apple and you haven't reviewed us yet, it literally is going to take you 30 seconds. Like not even like just Just do it. Just do us a solid. Just do us a solid. (laughs) And if you, and if you listen on Spotify, go to our profile on Spotify, there's a little star under us, like click it, mark the stars. You don't even have to leave a review. So that takes three seconds. Anyways, five stars. I digress. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, we're also on TikTok. wine over matter pod. Give us a follow. Thanks again. And we will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.